Right. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. So glad to have you with us here today on this Wednesday. What is it? September 16th, 2020. And there's the bell. I left my windows open today, so you'll have to listen to the bell. Oh, it's going to be a warm one, so I want to make sure it stays cool. Or gets cool before it gets warm. All right. Good to see you all here in the chat, so I think it's time to start. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, our memory verse for this week is from Mark chapter 10. A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let not man separate. Mark 10, verses 7 through 9. And our psalm is continuation of Psalm 89 for this week. Say it with me. But now you have cast off and rejected. You are full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dust. You have breached all his walls. You have laid his strongholds in ruins. All who pass by plunder him. He has become the scorn of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have also turned back the edge of his sword, and you have not made him stand in battle. You have made his splendor to cease and cast his throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created all the children of man. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked, and how I bear in my heart the insults of all the many nations, with which your enemies mock, O Lord, with which they mock the footsteps of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. If it isn't uh, self-evident, I think it's, it's worth uh, just showing you that Psalm 89, we've prayed here for the last, this is now the third week, um, in, in sections. This section, this final section of the psalm, um, is as much prophetic, I think, <laughs> of Holy Week and of our Lord's suffering. Uh, and death, as even, say, Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 53, the Suffering Servant Song, you see um, this is precisely what happens to the Lord Jesus. And notice how at the end, you know, they mock the footsteps of your anointed as he walks to the cross. 
but then the confession, blessed be the Lord forever. And this is precisely what Jesus has done for us, um, that we would not suffer in this way, um, but that we'd be saved. So uh, as we pray at the rest of the week, and consider how this is a, the psalm, this final section of it, is the faithful confession of Christ and his suffering, death, uh, crucifixion for us. Our first reading is continuation from Hebrews, now chapter 7. For this, Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom Abraham gave a tenth uh, part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And indeed, those who are of the sons of Levi, who receive the priesthood, have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law, that is, from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy is not derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witness that he lives. Even Levi, who received tithes, paid tithes through Abraham, so to speak, for he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Uh, it does strike me that uh, this uh, wonderful confession in the book of Hebrews is perhaps a bit obscure, so I thought it would be wise for us, now that having completed 1 Corinthians for our Wednesday evening Bible study, now that we should jump into the book of Hebrews and um, break it down, so to speak. I have actually studied uh, in my, my last parish, well, omitting Chicago, um, in Indiana, we studied the book of Leviticus, so I think it would be helpful now to study the book of Hebrews for my own edification, but also for yours, um, rather than spend a bunch of time today uh, digging into what we just read. So uh, join us this evening, <laughs> 7.30 p.m. Okay. And our reading for Catechesis is continuation from the book of Leviticus, chapter 5. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If a person commits a trespass, and sins unintentionally in regard to the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring to the Lord as his trespass offering a ram without blemish from the flocks, with your valuation in shekels of silver according to the shekel of the sanctuary as a trespass offering. And he shall make restitution for the harm that he has done in regard to the holy thing, and shall add one-fifth to it and give it to the priest. So the priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering, and it shall be forgiven him. If a person sins and commits any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Lord, though he does not know it, yet he is guilty and shall bear his iniquity. And he shall bring to the priest a ram without blemish from the flock, with your valuation as a trespass offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him according to his ignorance, or regarding his ignorance, in which he erred and did not know it, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a trespass offering. 
he has certainly trespassed against the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If a person sins and commits a trespass against the Lord by lying to his neighbor about what uh, was delivered to him for safekeeping, or about a pledge, or about a robbery, or if he has extorted from his neighbor, or if he has found what was lost and lies concerning it and swears falsely, and any of these things that a man may do in which he sins, then it shall be, because he has sinned and is guilty, that he shall restore what he has stolen, or the thing which he has extorted, or what was delivered to him for safekeeping, or the lost thing which he found, or all that about which he has sworn falsely. He shall restore its full value, add one-fifth more to it, and give, uh, give it to whomever it belongs on the day of his trespass offering. And he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord, a ram without blemish from the flock, with your valuation as a trespass offering to the priest. So the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord, and he shall be forgiven for any one of these things that he may have done in which he trespasses. All right, so there ends the reading. So, questions, catechesis here. When was the trespass or guilt offering to be made? See this in verse 15. Yeah, when he sins unintentionally in regard to, it's noted there, the holy things of the Lord. What were the requirements for the trespass offering in verse 15? Yeah, it says a, a ram without blemish um, and of proper value. Okay. Uh, what additional provision, though, do we see there in verse 16? Yeah, that he should add one-fifth to it. That would be uh, with the shekels, right? The silver of the temple. And give that as well, right? So there's the um, the lamb, or the ram, I should say, is made for sins, but also then there's this additional restitution, this one-fifth value. Um, verse 17, we need to talk about uh, a word there. Uh, the Hebrew word is translated um, doing what is forbidden, or which are forbidden. You see that there in verse 17? Uh, it's, prob- it's actually better translated um, doing what is unfaithful as we, we see like in verse um, 6, verse 2, right? Lying against the Lord. Note the important meaning that this um, can yield. And, um, you know, this, rather than being forbidden, but rather being unfaithful. I think that's a better translation. What's the distinction there? Give you a chance to think about it. I'm going to go to Numbers chapter 5, actually. Hold on, I did it in the wrong place. There we go. All right, this is concerning unfaithful wives. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, If any man's wife goes astray and behaves unfaithfully toward him, and a man lies with her carnally, and it's hidden from the eyes of her husband, and it is concealed that she has defiled herself, and there was no witness against her, nor was she caught. If the spirit of jealousy comes upon him and becomes jealous of his wife, who has defiled herself, or if the spirit of jealousy comes upon him and becomes jealous of his wife, although she has not defiled herself, 
then the man shall bring his wife to the priest and make bring the offering required of her one tenth of an ephah of barley meal pour oil on it put no frankincense on it because it's a grain offering of jealousy an offering for remembering for bringing iniquity to remembrance Yeah, so again, doing what is forbidden, um, not the best translation, probably, uh, again, doing what is unfaithful, uh, and that's, that's really a shift of emphasis away from uh, action uh, and, and more, again, in terms of relation, I think is a good way to put that. Unfaithfulness, as we heard in Numbers, is related to the union of a husband and wife. That's how we still use it today. Um, I think this idea of doing what is forbidden wrongly emphasizes obedience rather than, again, the union or sacramental union of the hearing of faith and being joined to Christ, pointing forward to marriage. So that idea of faithfulness, uh, again, is a better translation because it emphasizes, again, like we see, oh, I don't know, in the other prophets, particularly Hosea would be a good example, where um, our relationship to God is described in terms of a, of a holy matrimony, right? And being unfaithful there is to fail to listen, to hear, uh, and it, it is a way of breaking that uh, vow, that sacred union. So it's quite a bit different than just not doing the right thing. <laughs> um, now, what's the difference between a trespass offering, as we're hearing today, and the sin offering? The sin offerings were yesterday, you know, that's when touching an unclean animal or something like that, right? So the difference here is a trespass offering is when, where there can be restitution made for sin, where it's possible um, and therefore required, right? I mean, you can't make restitution in regards to touching an unclean animal because uh, it's just an animal. But here uh, you see the whole list of things for which restitution or trespass offering is made, um, and it all has to do, it's relational, it's in regards to your neighbor. So sin offerings are made when there's no restitution possible. Here, trespass offerings are where restitution can be made. Right? And now this is only dealing, of course, with the, um, the offering made before the Lord for the sin and not dealing with the actual restitution before the neighbor, although that comes here in a minute. All right. Uh, what was to be brought to the priest as a guilt or trespass offering? Yeah, as you saw in the opening uh, image, a ram without blemish with your valuation. So how it's valued. What is meant by that term valuation? Uh, we saw it there in verse 15, and then it comes up again here in 18. Um, NIV translates it as proper value. So the valuation or proper value. For this, maybe we should look at uh, later on, Leviticus 27 discusses this. In regards to redeeming persons or property de dedicated to God. So, mm, jumping in, verse 14, And when a man dedicates his house to be holy to the Lord, then the priest shall set a value for it, whether it is good or bad. As the priest values it, so shall it stand. If he who dedicated it wants to redeem the house, then he must add one-fifth of the money of your valuation to it, and it shall be his. Right? So he pays an additional 20%, <laughs> one-fifth, on top of, uh, the value that the priest has set. All right. And, and of course, that one-fifth uh, is more than a, a tithe, but it, but it is the support of the ministry there. Okay. 
So it's a redemption price is actually what we might say. The proper valuation, a redemption price. Why was the sacrifice to be offered? Why make a sacrifice? Yeah, this is for atonement, right? That we've heard that word before. But for the even though one was ignorant regarding the sin, he still is guilty before the Lord and must make atonement. Right? Must be uh, forgiven. What type of sins then require require restitution? Again, these are sins before the neighbor, largely. We have all these listed in verse 2, chapter 6 there. We have stealing. We have, uh, we might say, cheating. We have extortion. We have lying about missing property, um, trying to obtain it deceitfully. All right. And who was to be the final trespass offering? <laughs> Just to kind of tidy it all up with a bow. Yeah, that would be Jesus. Um, again, I mentioned it earlier. There you might actually look, as we were talking about the psalm, but you might actually look at Isaiah 53. Um, yet it was pleased the Lord to bruise him. He put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Right. So again, as we've noted all through Leviticus, uh, these. Ordained, God-ordained sacrifices for sin or trespasses today are finally fulfilled in Christ, who is um, his, the final sacrifice for, for all sin, for trespasses, for restitution. All right, a summary meditation here. The trespasser guilt offering is closely related to sins against one's neighbor, as we've said. As the sin against a neighbor is also a sin against the Lord, there was to be an offering to the Lord of the proper value. In the end, there is only one who could bear the guilt and pay the full value for the sheep of his flock. Our Lord laid down his own life as the final trespass offering, which covers all our sins against our neighbor and against God, those we know, those we don't know. His merits are so abundant that there is always more than is necessary to make the payment. The penalty for sin is paid so that we might rejoice that he has borne our guilt and carried our sorrows. Excellent. All right, we confess our catechism for this week, the fifth commandment, you shall not murder. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. What is the sixth commandment? You shall not commit adultery. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we lead sexually pure and decent life in what we say and do, and husband and wife love and honor each other. We pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins against the fifth commandment. Strengthen our faith in Jesus so that we might so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray this for the sixth commandment. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of marriage, where you join together a man and a woman in love for each other and when it is your will to become a father and a mother. Strengthen our faith in Jesus so that we lead a pure and decent life in what we say and do, and grow to be faithful husbands and wives who love and honor our spouses. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Wednesday, we pray for marriage and family, that all husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God. We pray for our parents, 
who must rear, for all parents who must rear their children alone for our communities and neighborhoods. We also pray for our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. We pray for an end to all fear, anxious thoughts, and constant worry. Pray for deliverance from pestilence, sedition, and rebellion. We pray for all our military and law enforcement personnel. We also pray in Thanksgiving for the anniversary of of our congregation for St. John and in Thanksgiving for healing, which has been given to Carol. We ask the Lord care for all those who are ill, recovering, or uh, currently receiving treatment. Marcella, Jan, Ron, Marlene, Brad, Janet, Timothy, and Pastor Lindau. Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Aaron, Roger, Steve, and Jean. Pray for those who are grieving, especially my family, the death of my aunt, Carol. Pray for those who are homebound, Bev, David, Willis and Janice, and Mickey. We pray for the orphan grain train and the Federwitz family. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the colic. O Lord, keep your church with your perpetual mercy. And because of our frailty, we cannot but fall. Keep us ever by your help from all things hurtful and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today is actually the commemoration of um, St. Cyprian of Carthage. Cyprian circa AD 200 to 258, was acclaimed bishop of the North African city of Carthage at around AD 248. During the persecution of Roman Emperor Decius, Cyprian fled Carthage but returned two years later. He was then forced to deal with the problem of Christians who had lapsed from their faith under persecution and now wanted to return to the church. It was decided that these lapsed Christians could be restored but that their restoration could take place only after a period of penance that demonstrated their faithfulness. During the persecution under Emperor Valerian, Cyprian at first went into hiding but later gave himself up to the authorities. He was beheaded for the faith in Carthage in AD 258. Let us pray. Almighty God, you gave your servant, Cyprian, boldness to confess the name of our Savior Jesus Christ before the rulers of this world and courage to die for the faith he proclaimed. Give us strength always to be ready to give a reason for the hope that is in us and to suffer gladly for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you, For into your hands I commend myself, my body, and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week. Probably already know this one by heart, but if you don't, this would be a great time to learn it. our congregation of prayer for today, Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. So glad to have you all with us. Thanks for checking in there in the chat on Facebook or YouTube. Um, do note again, as I said, we're continue with our Wednesday evening Bible study. Determine that's probably best. Not quite sure when we'll start restart Sunday Bible study, uh, maybe in a week yet. And uh, we'll probably return to the Gospel of John, which we left off with uh, back in March. Um, which is okay. Um, but the, for Wednesday evening Bible study, I think we'll, uh, like I said, we'll jump into the book of Hebrews, and uh, I think you'll find it actually quite revealing and help us maybe actually put some more <laughs> flesh on the bones of the sacrifices of Leviticus, as you heard it there, and the way that uh, Hebrews confesses the Old Testament being fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So join us this evening, 7.30. And of course, if you can't do it live, it'll be available for replay. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube, and of course on our website. So, Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning.